to you live from Petoskey, Michigan. It's Northern Michigan's only live and local afternoon talk show, WMKT's Talk of the North. Something on your mind? Call our studio line at 866-371-1270 or connect on social media at Triple Talk WMKT on Facebook and X. Now, bringing you the latest news from the region, states, and around the country, here's your host, Nick Rudy. Good afternoon, Northern Michigan. Welcome to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk. WMKT streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Happy Friday. Welcome to the weekend. I'm Nick Rudy, your host. Appreciate you tuning in wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Starting to dip into uh, colder temperatures here on out, I would say, for the most part. 40 degrees in Petoskey. Usually pretty, still pretty warm in comparison to what we're used to, but when you had like on a nearly 60 degree day yesterday, feels bitter cold. With that breeze, high winds are coming our way. That is kind of bringing in the, uh, that's like the introduction to the polar vortex. Hey, these cold winds, uh, get used to it. So that's where we're going to be. Yesterday was the peak. We might get back close to 40, which we're at right now on Sunday. But it's going to be uh, mid-30s for the foreseeable future. May even dip down into the, uh, the low 20s later this month. And uh, maybe we'll get more time on the slopes because of it, either with uh, snowfall that we get naturally occurring or with uh, some snow that is artificially made by the folks over at the ski hill. Back-to-back wins for the Pistons. Only the second time they've done that this season. The first time, I think, was the first two games of the season. I think, well, no, did they start 2-0? and It was very early in the season. It might have been the first two games. It might have been, it was in the first 10 games, 100%. I'd have to look that up. But uh, it was very early on. For some reason, I thought, I think they won their first two games. And I was like, all right, because we had gotten really good draft picks. And I was really excited. And obviously, everything went downhill since then. But back-to-back games and uh, overtime win, 128 to 122 over the Trailblazers, won a game with Cade Cunningham in the lineup. Um, granted, Cade was not the the high score, but, you know, we'll, we'll take what we can. The, um, yeah, I mean, gosh, was it uh, Duran dropped 27, Ivy had 26, Cade had 23. Yeah, it was, uh, those two were coming into their own, Duran and Ivy. And, uh, you know, I, I do think Cade is going to be the long-term, you know, best player, but we're going to need a, 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 a core of three. You got the back core, Ivy, Cade, Duran at center. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing, the team starting to play together. And I appreciate what the players like. Uh, I mean, Alec Burks was not terrible defensively, but, I mean, the, the epitome of a one-way all-offensive player, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. I mean, he is a guy that you can – plug into a rotation like where he is now. I think he's with the Knicks and he is one of those people that you need to fill out a roster. Maybe, you know, your third go-to your fourth go-to, uh, but definitely a starter. And he is going to make your team go into a deep playoff run, but he cannot be your number one or number two guy. 
Um, I mean, he was our second leading scorer, which that might be still the case wherever else he goes. But if you don't have any people that are, if you don't have a team that is around him and not that you build around him, but if you don't have a team that is very good defensively outside of him, it's not going to be good. And we, we had young players who are getting used to the size and the strength in this league. And we were relying on him to play defense and that just wasn't going to work. And we're still not there yet. You know, just getting rid of someone is not going to be the, uh, the solution because you got to bring down the scores defensively while making up for the amount of points that he's not scoring. Cause he was basically good for 25 points a night. So during Ivy starting to get to that point, but we will see how it goes. A lot of games this weekend, though, specifically tomorrow. I mean, you could sit on your couch from the early morning till the late night and not have to get up and uh, watch a lot of games. The uh, Pistons continue their road trip. They play the Clippers at 3.30. The Red Wings finally return from break. Give me some hockey. They're going to be playing the Canucks at home before heading on a, uh, a moderately long road trip. Not super long, but not just a game or two. That game starts at 1. That's the early game that you can start watching. Michigan basketball plays Nebraska. That is on the road. Can two good things happen in a row for Michigan, just like the Pistons? Maybe. We'll see. Nebraska's not a great team, so there is a chance. Tip-off in the Corn City is at 6.30. And finally, Michigan State, they play number 10, Illinois. Danger zone for MSU. They got potentially knocked out of March Madness contention after their loss to Minnesota. They are at home where uh, they've been dominant. They're 12-2 and two so far this season, but this is a good Illinois team. They're not favored to win, but, it, but so it's like one of these things like, uh-oh, like we're, we showed we're not consistent again. We're kind of knocked out of the conversation. If we lose again, we are in deep trouble. But at the same time, they are playing a really good team, so they have a chance to redeem themselves completely do a 180 again, like they've been doing all season, back and forth, up and down. And so they beat this top 10 team, they could sneak their way back into the conversation. So dangerous that they're playing a really good team, a really quality team, even at home where they're dominant, but this could give an, opp an opportunity to silence the haters. So a lot, of, a lot is at stake this game. The only question is, will they rise to the occasion? We actually do have a bit of news on the Lions front, believe it or not, still coming in, even though the season ended. Just about a week and a half ago, our very excellent center, Frank Ragnow, played through a bunch of injuries this year, especially there at the end of the season, last two games. And then he said he was going to spend the offseason reevaluating his body and the future, try to heal up. And look, I want to be as charitable and realistic, though, at the same time as possible. Being a lineman in the NFL is brutal. Ragnow seems to be a bit injury prone, although very to his very high credit, he toughs it out almost all the time. And he's seen the footage and studies about long-term effects on the body, which I totally understand. He wants to make sure he can walk when he's 45 and be more than just, you know, physically present for his family. He doesn't want to be just a frog on a log and just watch life unfold because he's too hurt and in pain to, to do anything. But, you know, and I can be a bit of a player apologist, but I can also stop and say, dude, you're 27 years old. You're not 34. You're not even 30. Jason Kelsey retired this year at 36. Maybe you went out sooner than that. I totally get it. But again, you're 27. The team has finally come together after all these years. You played through all of the bad. 
you have two or more three seasons in you, big guy. Ultimately, he did say he is returning for another season. Welcome back. We're lucky to have you. I just hope it doesn't delve into a, a Jim Harbaugh, but it is a player it's year over year, you know, deciding whether or not he wants to continue. I mean, it'd be one thing if they go out on top, they win a Super Bowl next year, which you just never know at this point. But um, again, happy to have such an excellent player and quality leader back on our team. Very important for us next year, especially with that running game. I'm excited. To our trivia question, though, which city served as the capital of three different empires throughout history? Rome, Constantinople, Babylon, or Baghdad? You can participate on the trivia poll over on X at Triple Talk WMKT, my personal X account at Nick Rudy. Well, I have some exciting news to share with you regarding this show. It is hard to believe that baseball season is just around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report in just mere days. Games start this month down in Florida. Very excited about that. And to get us into the mood for baseball, we are going to have a very, very familiar voice joining this program next week. Be sure to tune in for more information about the when and who. Do not risk missing this conversation as we gear up for baseball season this past week of weather made it even easier to imagine you know the uh the warm summer breeze the smell of freshly cut grass spring was right there in the air i was honestly thinking about the upcoming softball season i'm going to have yesterday wishing that we could fast forward to that but don't get me wrong i don't hate winter i just like the activities that can be done outside during summer a little bit more so do not forget to tune in next week to get more details and to hear that interview. And you can listen to the Tigers all season long on our sister station, 1047-1340, the ticket. Did you watch the Putin interview? That's my trending question for you today. I, I started to watch some of it. Uh, it is over two hours long. And I, from what I hear, about an hour and 59 minutes of it is uh, Vladimir Putin giving us a, a history lesson since... Uh, the world was spoken into existence. Uh, I feel like that was uh, basically most of the interview. So it's going to take me some time to get through that. I listen to a lot of different things. I have to fit into my schedule. Uh, some of the highlights, though, that I have seen on X are interesting, but I'll let you make your own determination. Um, I, even actually with the highlights that I did see, there's another interview that I, that I was watching um, that I found significantly more important, actually, than this Putin interview. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn, Theo Comedian, mentioned it before, interviewed the former MLB pitcher and current Japanese league pitcher, Trevor Bauer. Uh, they talked about life, also the, uh, the whole false sexual assault allegation that has, again, been proven very, very much so to be false. But he remains blackballed by the MLB. We've seen a lot more of this in recent years. I can think of another name, uh, Matt Ariza, the uh, punter. I can't remember which team he was playing on. It might have been the Bills. It was either like the Bills... Um, more. It was a somewhat quality team. I want to say the Bills for some reason, but Bauer, though, has such a mature outlook on life. Really encourage you, if you have two hours to watch an interview, watch that interview before the Putin one. I think it actually is a, a lot more uh, interesting and a lot more um, beneficial to, to listen to than the, than the Putin one. But back to our trivia question, which city served as the capital of three different empires throughout history, Rome, Constantinople, Babylon, or Baghdad? The answer is Constantinople, which was called uh, Byzantine, which is now called Istanbul. And Turkey was the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire, which eventually kind of became the Byzantine Empire and then was the capital of the Ottoman Empire. 
Today is the 9th of February. It is time for our famous birthday, and today we are wishing Charlie Day a happy 49th birthday, best known for playing the character Charlie Kelly on the popular FX series It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He also created the show and serves as a producer and writer. That show, 16 season long so far. One of his first film roles came in 2010, uh, the comedy Going the Distance alongside Drew Barrymore and Justin Long. In 2014, he voiced the character Benny in the Lego movie. He graduated from Merrimack College and received an honorary PhD after giving the commencement speech there in 2014. Here are a few moments from It's Always Sunny. To say we didn't put that very same poison in the drinking water! Oh! Relax, he's lying. He doesn't have any poison. No, I don't have any on me, but I do keep some in my fridge at home in the relish jar. <laughs> Is poison in that jar? I thought I was allergic to pickles. What's in the jar with the skull and crossbones? Well, that's mayonnaise. That's a decoy. And the mayo? That's shampoo. You tell me I've been putting shampoo on my sandwiches? If you're using the mayonnaise, yeah. You know what else is bugging me about this guy? Uh. I cannot get past the fact that we're perfect strangers. He doesn't know me. I mean, for all this guy knows, I'm a psychopath in the trunk full of chainsaws, right? He shushes me because he doesn't like the volume of my conversation. Huh. Next thing he knows, he's chopped the bits in the basement somewhere, you know? Was that worth it? No, I mean, I could be a man with a fistful of hammers right. and a trunk full of duct tape and zip ties. You know, this guy doesn't know me. Is he crazy? Right. Just... It's very upsetting to me that he didn't consider any of that. Yeah, well, this is not a considerate man, Charlie. This is a rude man, and they are very seldom the same people. Yeah. Happy birthday to Charlie Day and all of our February 9th birthdays. We are going to take a quick break. When we return, we have a lot of local news headed your way. A local Marine killed during a training exercise out on the West Coast. Two nearly identical assaults took place in different cities by different men. thing is, these assaults, they were very, very strange. How they started, um, I, I you just have to check this out. It's very strange. And then a popular... Traverse City business is now for sale again. We'll get into those stories and many more coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Do you need low-priced, quality health insurance for any reason right now? Then call MyHealthInsurance.com today. We specialize in helping American workers find affordable health insurance. You can save money on dental, vision, prescription drugs, too. Our message is simple. If you want affordable health insurance for you and your family, even if you have a medical condition, call right now. Is right now the best time for you to start looking for affordable health insurance? We have hundreds of plans to choose from. With one free phone call, you can learn about an affordable health insurance plan that fits your budget. Don't wait. It's a free call. Call now. 800-934-3021. 800-934-3021. That's 800-934-3021. MyHealthInsurance.com is owned and operated by IHC Specialty Benefits, a licensed insurance agency. We are not an insurance plan or provider. Not all plans are available in all areas. You may be contacted by an insurance agent. Daisy was abandoned by her family and placed in foster care at 15 years old. Her life was full of uncertainty. She thought she'd never have a permanent place to call home. Before I was adopted... 
I felt like I wasn't enough. I had this hole in my heart, and I never knew what I needed to patch that hole. But when my mom asked to adopt me, that hole was closed. It feels so normal now to say that I'm a part of this family. I am surrounded by love. I feel safe. And that hole inside of me is gone. I am whole. I'm finally enough just as I am. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is changing the lives of teenagers at risk of aging out of foster care. Like Daisy, every child deserves a permanent, loving home. You can help. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. McLaren Northern Michigan and the Petoskey community welcomes incoming president and chief executive officer Gar Acheson back to Petoskey. Gar began his career in Northern Michigan and brings more than 30 years of healthcare leadership experience to the region he calls home. Congratulations, Gar. Looking forward to a new vision and familiar face for our local hospital, serving both Petoskey and the Northern region. For details on all services offered at McLaren Northern Michigan, visit mclaren.org northern. It's Brian Kilmeade. Title 42 gave you the power. You fought and sued to get rid of it. You fought and sued to get rid of the fence that Texas said to build itself. You're suing them not to be able to arrest illegal aliens as they come in. And now you're saying, I just want the power from day one. You had a Democratic Senate, a Democratic House. If you had legislation, pitch it, show it, talk about it, tell the leadership to go push it forward, they would listen to you. But you didn't. The Brian Kilmeade Show, weekday afternoons at 3 on Triple Talk, WMKT. And now we return to your home for in-depth local news coverage. WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy, exclusively on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM WMKT, and streaming across the Wolverine State at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk. WMKT streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. You can reach out to the show. Our phone number, 866-371-1270, 866-371-1270. Our email address as, as at WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Send us an email, WMKTBusiness at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook or X at Triple Talk WMKT. My personal X account is at Nick Rudy, R-H-U-D-Y. Traverse City man in the Marine Corps was one of the five Marines who were killed in a helicopter crash on Tuesday in San Diego, 28-year-old Captain Michael Nava is the Traverse City native. He was the pilot of the helicopter. Investigators are looking into whether it was appropriate to send troops into a region being clobbered by a storm of historic proportions. A Grayling man has been arrested for an assault that took place on Sunday. The victim and a witness say that George uh, Haycock was the, the third was sleeping on the couch when a woman kicked his leg to wake him. He reportedly got off the couch and started to hit and choke her. He is facing one count of assault with intent to do grave bodily harm, less than murder. And while uh, domestic violence is unfortunately all too common, odd to have two stories that are nearly identical. A Manton man has been arrested for allegedly assaulting a woman on Tuesday. 66-year-old Ronald Klonowski was sleeping on the couch around 1130 at night 
When the female victim woke him up to ask him where an item was, she then reported, he re then reportedly knocked her to the ground and then got up when she stood up and began to punch her. He was on probation for domestic assault and had been drinking, state police said, and a, a condition of his probation was to not violate any criminal law, not allowed to possess or consume alcohol. Super strange. Two times someone got woken up and, uh, and did this, uh, these horrible assaults, but super strange that all in one week, these two very similar events took place. The Bay Area Transportation Authority received a $5,000 grant from the Grand Traverse Regional Community Foundation to make bus passes available to community members. Beta has given several bus passes to 10 libraries in Leelanau and Grand Traverse County that can be checked out for free. They're good for a month. The passes will be available until the end of the year. 37-year-old Travis Stoker of Petoskey has been arrested on child pornography charges. According to police, Stoker used his personal computer to assist customers at a Petoskey business looking up products for customers. A customer Stoker had been helping came to the business when Stoker was not there. Another person, knowing he used the computer for product research, looked on Stoker's computer in an attempt to help the customer. The person then saw images he believed to be child pornography, and he notified police. He was arrested on the 28th, faces numerous charges. The Core Intermediate School District in Roscommon County is asking for 10, a 10-year, 1 mil for career and technical education. The millage would cost a homeowner with a $150,000 home 21 cents per day. Voters will approve or deny on February 27th. A group of 35 Republican state lawmakers have signed a law or a letter to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers asking them to expedite their environmental review for the Line 5 Tunnel Project, a project that has been in limbo for many years. Enbridge's project proposes to replace the existing Line 5 pipelines by boring a tunnel into the bedrock underneath the Straits of Mackinac, which would then be used to house the pipeline. For all intents and purposes, the okay from the U.S. Army Corps is the final hurdle before the bedrock is broken. The uh, representatives who signed this include 107th Rep. Neil Frisky, 106th Rep. Cam Cavett, 105th Rep. Ken Borton, 101st Rep. Joseph Fox, and 102nd Rep. Curtis Vanderwall. Grand Traverse County is looking to purchase the 200-acre Camp Grylick property and turn it into a public park. And according to reports, they have offered nearly the full asking price of $3.25 million. However, they have a competitor. At Wednesday's meeting, county commissioners voted to authorize county administrator Nate Alger to send revised terms and to continue to negotiate for the property. However, the current owners, Rotary Camps and Services, have informed the county they have received a good offer from another buyer and that they're working toward a purchasing agreement with that party. The potential buyer has not been disclosed and neither have the buyer's potential plans. A staple of the Traverse City community is now for sale. Barden's Wonder Freeze has hit the market for $1.1 million. The ice cream shop has been a part of the city since 19, the 1950s. The sale includes everything, the real estate, the building, and the equipment. Traverse City Area Public Schools is rescheduling and restarting the registration process for its summer camps due to a technical issue that occurred when registration first opened Thursday morning. Registration was supposed to start again yesterday at 8, but according to a TCAP's Facebook post published at 9.47 a.m., the district unexpectedly encountered a system error while families were trying to register for the Summer Explorers Club. Because of the technical issue, TCAP said many families were unable to complete the registration process. Registration will now reopen Saturday at 9 a.m., and they made, to, 
they wanted to specifically make note that even if your registration made it through, they canceled all of those. So it is a complete restart. Just pretend like registration opens for the first time on Saturday, again at 9 a.m. An overlooked portion of the governor's budget proposal released earlier this week contained an additional $150 million to restart the currently defunct Palisades nuclear power plant in southwest Michigan. This would double the amount of public money from the state. Federal officials are currently deciding if the project will receive a $1.5 billion loan. Those additional $150 million would be contingent on the federal support. When operational, the plant provided about 10% of consumer energy's peak electricity demand. 25 antlerless deer were killed in Charlevoix as part of a planned deer cull taking place on Thursday the 18th and Thursday the 25th. Charlevoix police say six to eight residents had given the USDA and Charlevoix Club or Chicago Club permission to hunt on their land. Most of the cull took place north of the bridge. The vast majority of the meat will be processed and donated to Mana in Charlevoix. And speaking of the Charlevoix Bridge, MDOT is planning on 15-minute closures between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. on the nights between February 12th and 16th. Exact times of closures are dependent on the weather and work progress. No detour will be required for these intermittent closures. That has been your look at local news. We are going to take another quick break, but when we return, we're going to stay in Michigan for the most part. Governor Whitmer released a little bit of a video where she was, um, you know, her usual, oh gosh, um, sarcastic, sassy self. She's very proud of the, uh, the deceitfulness that she um, continues to promulgate in pretty much anything she says or does. And you could you could hear just the the disdain in the in her voice during the video. It was like it's kind of creepy to be honest with you. And um, yeah, she released a video only about thirty seconds long about what is and what is not in the budget. The problem is what she says is not in the budget is not exactly true, and it's very important one to call her out and also make it known to other people who believe her. And not only is she kind of lying, but it's going to impact your wallet, my wallet, any person's wallet that lives in the state of Michigan next year. And Whitmer is hoping that this truth does not come out. So we will get this truth out in the air, in the atmosphere, coming up after these messages. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Tom Rigani, fresh concerns about President Biden's mental acuity after the release of the special counsel report over his handling of classified documents last night. Fox's Peter Ducey has more from the White House. There are many different examples listed of President Biden struggling during a five-hour, two-day-long interview in October about his classified documents and storage. But White House officials say they think President Biden will ultimately get credit with voters because he was 
very cooperative. White House Counsel's Office spokesman Ian Sams criticized Special Counsel Robert Herr bringing up the issue in the report. When the inevitable conclusion is that the facts and the evidence don't support any charges, you're left to wonder why this report spends time making gratuitous and inappropriate criticisms of the president. The president insists his memory is fine. America's listening to Fox News. Are you or someone you love struggling with an addiction to drugs or alcohol and want to be set free from the chains of addiction? Then call Addiction Helpline America right now to get the help you need. From drug and alcohol addiction to dual diagnosis treatment, we provide a confidential helpline to help people like you get sober and live happy, substance-free lives. Treatment helped me get my life back. I was so addicted, the only person I could focus on was myself and what I needed. I hit rock bottom and lost everything. Through treatment, I was able to overcome those demons and focus on my family again. I used until I overdosed and almost died. That was the end of the road for me. After seeking treatment, I now have hope. I learned skills that help me deal with life on life's terms. 800-932-1564. 800-932-1564. That's 800-932-15. Triple Talk WMKT is your go-to source for news and opinion 24-7, 365 with the Glenn Beck Program, the Dan Bongino Show, and WMKT's Talk of the North with me, Nick Rudy. 1023 and 1033 FM and 1270 AM on your radio dial live on our website at WMKT, the talkstation.com on your smartphone via the TuneIn app or on your smart speaker, Google or Alexa play 1270 AM WMKT. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully with an auto owner's insurance, independent agent, Getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them, so you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Ask Cortez Flint Insurance and Financial Services with offices in Petoskey, East Jordan, Boyne City, Gaylord, and now Traverse City, and see if auto owners make sense for you. Triple Talk, WMKT weather forecast. Forecast for the rest of today, cloudy skies, expect a high near 46, mostly cloudy tonight, 30 for the low. Saturday, chance of snow showers returning, highs tomorrow near 34, clouds for Sunday, highs of 32, sunshine Monday, 35, and a chance of snow again for Tuesday with a high of 32. That's your forecast on Triple Talk, WMKT. Now, back to WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, WMKT, and streaming statewide at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKTTheTalkStation.com. The governor today on X released a short video where she made a lot of claims she wanted to basically brag about the executive budget proposal that she gave uh, to the Senate Appropriations Committee earlier this week. 
And there was some truth in there. I mean, there was just some things that she was just saying that were written in the budget, which, okay, sure. But listen closely to this because this doesn't seem to be true. I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. For all you actuarial nerds out there who celebrate fiscal New Year's and carry around a calculator, I have some fun numbers for you from my new budget proposal. My budget makes another deposit into our rainy day fund to bring it to an all-time high of over $2.2 billion without raising taxes by a dime. It maintains the rainy day fund for schools at $450 million without raising taxes by a dime. And it pays down education debt early, protecting teachers' pensions and freeing up $670 million to invest in students without raising taxes by a dime. As you can see, here in Michigan, we're about raising growth, opportunity, and outcomes, but not taxes. If y'all have some Megan Trainer knows that when Whitmer's lips are moving, maybe not everything she says is a lie, but a lot of it is. And look, the vast majority of politicians lie either unwittingly in the case of Joe Biden because they apparently think that uh, the country of Mexico borders Israel or on purpose, usually the latter. And some are more open about it than others, more blatant than others. But it seems to be a particularly Whitmer thing to repeat the lie several times in a pattern. Saying over and over, no raised taxes. So how does she get away with this? Well, she's a very, very crafty politician. That's, that's why, that's how she's able to get away with this. And then you can toss in the, uh, the culpable mainstream media. Now, I've not read every single page of her budget, but I have read pretty much every single breakdown of it. And while it is radical spending, it's going to leave us with the smallest balance sheet in our state's history at $20 million when it's usually in the billion-dollar mark. And while it will set us up for failure in the future because we're going to be bringing in less money in future years, we'll eventually have to raise taxes She's partially correct in her assessment that in her budget, she's not calling for raising taxes to pay for any of the programs. She is using the, the fungibility of money. We discussed one of those yesterday, pulling about $670 million from teachers' pension program to pay for uh, pre-K and a little bit to go into the pot for the proposed free two years of community college. But where she's being intentionally deceitful, but at the same time getting away with saying it, that she's not raising taxes, the way she's doing that is because they're already going to be raised. I'll give you an example. If you set an alarm on your phone to go off on February 9th, 2025 at 5 p.m., just under one year exactly from now, it will go off at the very specific time. And that was an action you took in 2024. You didn't set the alarm in 2025. You set it in 2024. It went into effect in 2025. She and the Democrats did the exact same thing when it came to increasing your taxes and increasing my taxes. Not only did the budget not have any 
direct calls for increased taxes to pay for any of her special programs. She might have been able to get away with an entire, she might be able to get away with an entire year, January 1st to December 31st of not calling for raised taxes because, again, she already raised the taxes for the next year, last year. And when I say last year, I'm meaning all these like fiscal years, not calendar years. But this from Bridge, Michigan, you've heard this before on this show. This is from an article just actually though written 15 days ago. The state's income tax has decreased from 4.25% to 4.05% for 2023. The income tax automatically decreased once tax revenues reached a certain amount. The tax cut will only be applied to the 2023 tax year and will go back to 4.25% for the current tax year. If you remember around the, the middle of last year, Attorney General Dana Nessel at the behest of the executive branch issued an interpretation of a 2015 Republican law about the income tax reduction once the state hit a certain threshold in their surplus. Republicans, as I said before, did not write the bill very clearly, and so it was able to be interpreted to be only a one-year tax decrease instead of in a perpetuity decrease as the Republicans originally intended it. And again, this was basically a one-person decision by Dana Nessel. But the Democrats, who hate having less of your money to spend, got their way, and your income tax is going to go up by a 20th of a percentage point, which is going to bring in a ton of more money for them next year, in the next fiscal year. Actually, what we're being taxed for this year. So as you can see, we've run out of federal money from COVID dollars, and as our population continues to hemorrhage, we're going to have less people to tax, less people paying gas tax and income tax and sales tax. So that's why we saw the proposed state budget at $80.7 billion, down from $82 billion from last year. She's raised the budget every single year until now. So last year, when we had some more COVID dollars still remaining, just like the last gasps of federal COVID dollars, we could still manage that $82 billion budget when our population was a little bit higher than it's going to be in what it is right now. This goes down, the population does year over year. But the reason why she can spend $80.7 billion in her mind is because the state's gonna generate more air quote revenue from the income taxes. So we must, we must hold her accountable not only to the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. Governor Whitmer, while a deceiver and a liar, she is indeed a very crafty politician. That's why her name is constantly being floated as a potential replacement on the presidential ticket, either for the presidency or for the vice presidency. That's why she's floated to run in 2028, conveniently two years after she leaves office, being term limited as a governor. She's almost guaranteed to run in 2028. It's also an election year where Democrats are looking to get back-to-back -back wins to control the legislature in Lansing first in 2022, and then again for them, hopefully, in 2024. They want to keep the good vibes going. So she can't increase taxes in the election year when the margin for error is razor-thin to none. Republicans, for all of their buffoonish behavior, especially at the MIGOP level, snatching snatching victory, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. It's still going to be a very close election. This is likely something 
that she and her team thought of last year, early last year. Well, we can't raise taxes next year. We barely won majority for the first time in 40 years. We cannot, we cannot make a mistake. We cannot raise taxes, but we also have to continue to provide free stuff for people. For all the people we've been promising free stuff to. Pre-K. Two years of community college. People love free stuff. They're going to vote for us. But how are we going to pay for it? We can't raise taxes in the election year. Every single election cycle, Democrats are wondering how they can get more of your tax dollars without raising taxes in an election year, while also at the same time promising more things. They raised them a year in advance. It worked out perfectly for the Democrats. They saw their opportunity, led by Whitmer, very crafty politician, and they did not miss. We're going to raise them a year early. It's going to be out of the news cycle. It's going to go back up to 4.25%. We're going to get more income tax. And we're going to be able to spend it on these programs specifically. And then we're going to use the fungibility of money, pulling it from this teacher retirement pension plan. And we're going to put it towards universal pre-K and two years of community college. And not only are we going to reap the benefits from the votes, because we're basically buying votes at that point, we're also going to reap the benefits of three more years of indoctrinating our youth. It is a win-win-win for them. Very crafty politics. So do not be deceived if people are out touting the fact that Governor Whitmer is not raising taxes in this budget. Remind them, the only reason she's not raising taxes in this budget is because she raised them for this year, last year. Hold her accountable. Now it's time to analyze the electric vehicle market as we've been doing, and we now have more data coming in. This is from the Daily Caller. Ford lost billions of dollars on its electric vehicle product lines last year, according to corporate documents. A $4.7 billion loss in 2023, which was over the estimate of $4.5 billion that the company calculated in the middle of the year. Ford says an extremely competitive pricing environment as a key for the loss. That's what they cited for their main reason why they lost money. I believe them. That was the main reason. Now, there, there's, there's reasons to why they had to competitively price because people don't want these things, but I think that is technically the reason why. But though in other words, you can say EVs are insanely expensive to make due to technology just simply not being where it needs to be. They're trying to be 10 years ahead of the curve. So they, they drop the price to make them somewhat affordable. I'm not saying they are, but somewhat affordable. What, like $40,000 is more affordable than $80,000? I mean, I think we can say that's fair. They drop the price to make them somewhat affordable. They get some people interested. And then they lobby the government under the guise of the environment. The sun god's going to roast all of us if we don't give these people money when they buy electric vehicles. So they, they lobby the government to offer rebates funded by the taxpayer, you and me, in order to artificially lower the cost by around $7,500. According to Inside EVs, Ford lost $36,000 on every electric vehicle they sold in the third quarter of 2023. I could not imagine losing that much money. Is that, I mean, that is something that they're trying to make their main business is EVs. Do you think it's sustainable for a company to lose that much money on a product, a single product, each time they sell it? 
I don't think so. I cannot imagine losing that much money. And I mean, base model cars, SUVs, and trucks, the average price is around $38,000. So at best, the company is dropping EV prices by 50% just so people will try to buy them. That is insane. A Ford Lightning starts at $50,000. And that's just one company, the base models. An interesting article from The Zebra further backs my claims and the other data I've presented. At the beginning of the past decade, average new car prices increased less than 3% annually until the COVID-19 pandemic. Between 2019 and 2020, prices rose 5%, then average new car prices spiked by 17.2% between 2020 and 2021. Similarly, the average car payment for, the new, for new vehicles rose 11.8% to $644 in 2021. Not only did the cost, you know, what people are paying at the end of the day is what's most important. So in some instances, it's not just a sticker price that people pay in cash, but their, their monthly car payment that make that actually compounds the problem, like no pun intended. But when the price of the vehicle goes up and then we already have inflation, and we have issues with interest rates and you miss a payment, you are hosed. But the average cost of new cars is now well over $48,000 up almost $6,000 from two years ago and about $10,000 from September of 2020, according to Kelly Blue Book. Used cars are around $30,000. $30,000 used cars on average. Did you hear that? Because yes, you did hear correctly. The average cost of a used car is now nearly the same price of a new car. And I'm not saying that the average price of a used car is nearly the same price of a new car in 1968. It's nearly the same price of a new car five years ago in 2019. It is insanity, and EVs have played a huge part alongside inflation. And outside of a home, for most people at least, a car is the most expensive purchase you're going to make, and it's the asset that you will own that will depreciate the fastest unless you own a boat, which most people don't do. But just remember... New cars increased around 3% annually for a decade period, and probably long before that, but that's the data set that I was looking at. But then since 2019, went up to 5%, and then from there on, it's gone up 17%, and then 12.5% over the last 12 years, 12.5% over the last 12 years. So on average, between 2019 and 2024, a five-year period, it has gone up double digits year over year, over 10%. Have wages gone up anywhere close to that? Data from Satista showed that it is far from the case. The median income in the year 2000 was $57,499. Let's just be completely honest. There's people today, a very good chunk of people, that are still not even making that, and that's been a quarter of a century since then. In 2021, the median income was $74,499, an increase of just under 30%. The average price of a car in the year 2000 was $18,745. Can you imagine rolling up to a dealership and buying like a Toyota Corolla? And we're talking like, because, you know, trucks are calculating this average car price. You could get like a, a higher model than base model. A nice m model of a Toyota Corolla is going to last you almost 20 years for $18,000. In 2021, a new car was $47,000 and $77 on average. That is a 151.5% increase 
and you're supposed to pay for that with an increased median wage of under 30%, give me a break. Do you see the problem? That's why we're like, hold the phone. If you can afford an EV and it fits your needs, then great. But they're, they're too expensive to make. They're making every car more expensive. When you make more EVs and you focus on it, like they said they have, you're going to make less gas cars, which causes those prices to go up. It also affects the used car market and the company's hemorrhaging money. It's a lose-lose all around. The technology is not just not there. But they refuse to believe it. And it's going to cost them dearly. And it's already costing all of us dearly. It's like I was, there was an report from this week. The state of Michigan is putting out a, a survey how to make gas taxes more equitable. Because with these EVs, the people who do drive them, they're not paying the gas tax anymore. It's a domino effect, people. We got to realize it. We're just not there yet. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to get into WMKT's Market Watch. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-418-2340. That's 800-418-2340. We weren't sure adoption would happen for us, but when it did, it happened threefold. Mary and her husband first met their three children when they became their foster parents. Little did they know that their house would become the siblings' forever home. We had to help them adjust to the idea that they wouldn't have to leave. Children in foster care have lived and survived so much. We had to help them process their trauma. And now to hear our children say that they know they have a mother and father who take care of us, teach us, and love us means everything. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is committed to finding safe, permanent homes for the longest waiting children in foster care. I not only love these kids, I am just so proud of them. You can help. Visit DaveThomasFoundation.org. And now, more of WMKT's Talk of the North with Nick Rudy right now on Northern Michigan's home for news and opinion, Triple Talk, WMKT. Welcome back to WMKT's Talk of the North on 1023 and 1033 FM, 1270 AM, Triple Talk, WMKT, streaming online at WMKT, the talkstation.com, where you can catch 
the entirety of this show on demand. WMKT, the talk station.com upper right hand corner next to that listen live tab where you've been listening live is the on demand tab. Click that click talk of the north. You can listen to the entirety of the show local news segment, the conversation about the lies about increased taxes that Whitmer posted on her social media today and that we're trying to hold her accountable to catch it all WMKT, the talk station.com. But it is now time for WMKT's market watch the dow jones fell 54 points today ending at 38,671 the s&p 500 increased 28 points ending at 5,026 the nasdaq increased 196 points ending at 15,990 domino's pizza fell a dollar 49 a share ending at $425.09. Kellogg Corporation fell $1.45 a share, ending at $53.49. Lear Corp, they increased $1.44 a share, ending at $134.75. Striker Corporation increased $2.93 a share. They end the day at $341.96. And finally, rounding us out, as they usually do, Whirlpool Corporation, they fell, though, $1.13 a share. They are now at $109.06 per share. That has been WMKT's Market Watch. And that is all the time that we have for today's show. That's all the time that we have for this week of shows as well. But we'll catch you on Monday with more of the news you need to know. You are listening to WMKT's Talk of the North on 102.3 and 103.3 FM, 1270 AM Triple Talk, WMKT. Have a good night.